0: Welcome to episode number 53 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Where we're creating a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today, I want to introduce a very special guest to the podcast, someone who's near and dear to my heart in the world of, of dust explosion research and process safety research. That's Dr. Paul Amiot from Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia, Canada. This is the 53rd week of the podcast. So we're just going over one year now, um, and there's nobody better I'd rather have. It's kind of the inaugural interview for the first episode of the second year of the podcast, if that made sense. So, Paul, thank you for coming on and sharing your, your wealth of knowledge with the Dust Safety Science Podcast.
1: Uh, thanks very much for asking me, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. And those are some pretty lofty expectations. So I'll do my best to live up to them. Thanks again, Chris.
0: Not a problem. I'm really excited. Today, we're actually talking about a new textbook, a new industry guidebook that's came out recently, part of the Methods and Chemical Process Safety Series from Academic Press and Elsevier Publishing. And this is the third volume and specifically on dust explosions. So in this volume, it's a multi-author book. There's, I think, nine chapters. And Paul will correct me if I'm wrong there. I think there's nine chapters. Each one's by a different author and about their, their specific area of expertise. I was actually fortunate enough to be invited to submit a chapter along with Dr. Jeff Snowy's on Lost History. And then there's a bunch of other chapters from testing to process safety concepts, to hazard identification, to risk analysis. I actually just finally got through my copy. Um, I purchased it a couple weeks ago, read through it, and was really excited. So I want to start getting that out into the community in the sense of showing what's there. And in the next couple of podcast episodes, we'll be talking to the different authors of those book chapters. So this this book itself was edited by Dr. Paul Amiot and also Dr. Faisal Khan. Um, that's what we're going to be going through in this episode. It's just a background of the book. What the kind of thought process was behind putting it together, how the collaborative effort came about, and just what can be expected in it. But before that, I want to give some of Paul's background. It's, it's quite lengthy, so I won't be able to cover it all, but he's a uh, he's professor at Dalhousie University. He's the C.D. Howe Chair in Process Safety. He's been researching dust explosions, process safety, inherently safer design for at least 35 years, I believe. And I'll probably get these numbers wrong, but I believe he's, ch- he's written at least four books, six book chapters, and over 300 papers. Some of these including Introduction to Dust Explosions, Understanding the Myths and Realities of Dust Explosions for a Safer Workplace. Also, the second edition of Process Plants, a handbook for inherently safer design, both of which are, are on the bookshelf behind me. He's also part of, he's the editor for Journal of Loss Prevention in the Process Industries. He's past president of Engineers Canada. and He's probably part of too many other associations and institutes to count institutions to count. But what means the most to me is he was actually my PhD supervisor. Um, so I first met Paul back in 2012, um, 2011 actually, when I started my, my graduate degree work. Um, so we formed a, a relationship through my six years in that time. So before we actually get in, I just want to start Paul with a, you know, a big thank you, both for helping me through my PhD research, for everything you've done in process safety and dust explosions, um, just all the work that you're putting out in the world. So, so thank you for coming on. And thank you for all the support that you've given me throughout my career in this field
1: well, thank you for the for the thanks chris uh, it's It's been a real pleasure to to work with a lot of uh, really nice people, great people, uh, very knowledgeable in this field over the years, and I certainly include you in that uh, in that category. Six years on a PhD sounds like not a very good supervisory record, but maybe maybe we should note that you you also had a day job for for most of that time. I did. So I, I think uh, completing in six years uh, while you were working full time was uh, was quite admirable. So, but again, thanks very much, Chris.
0: Well, I would say so. There's a cutoff. If you take more than ten years, they you don't get it. <laughs> so I think if I didn't have your help, I wouldn't have. It would have been. I would have just been under the ten year mark.
1: Yeah, I, I, I may have known one or two people who've who've gotten close to that as well. But it's usually as a result of. Uh, I do find that uh, it's interesting. Um, fortunate to work with some. Uh, excellent PhD students who are also working full-time in uh, in the loss prevention uh, community and industry. So so it, it certainly helps to educate me to work with people like you and others.
0: Yeah, I'm not mentioning if he took 10 years or not, but Dr. Shok Dastar from three episodes ago was one of your PhD students as well. And I think we have him on in the next episode covering his chapter of of this textbook as well. So kind of jumping in there, on this book, uh, Methods and Chemical Process Safety, Volume 3 on Dust Explosions, where did the idea of this book come from, and between you and Dr. Faisal Khan, how did that process come about of putting this uh, this volume together?
1: Well, I'd have to go back, I, I guess, to 2001. I, I won't take too much time in covering the intervening years, but I began a, a research collaboration with Faisal back in, in 2001. Um, and, and we've been uh, very good friends and, and close research partners since then. Faisal, a few years ago, uh, I think, came up with the idea with Elsevier for this series called Methods in Chemical Process Safety. And uh, volume one was, uh, I think, on process safety management systems, volume two on uh, offshore uh, process safety. And then volume three came along, and really it was Faisal's idea. As I say, we've been working together for a number of years. Faisal is very strong uh, mathematically and, and in the concepts of risk assessment, risk management, probabilistic calculations. And I, of course, have been working in dust explosions for a number of years. So we began this collaboration. I, I guess I maybe introduced Faisal to, to the world of dust explosions. And uh, when he hit volume three in MCPS, Methods and Chemical Process Safety, he contacted me and said, um, like, do one on dust explosions. So that's really where the idea and the genesis came from. And, and um, I was pretty excited and, and jumped on board right away, as, as I would with most things that uh, Faisal suggests. So that's the background to how Volume 3 came about.
0: Like I mentioned, so I wrote a chapter, but I didn't actually see the whole thing until it came out. Um, I purchased mine a number of weeks ago and, and finally got through. And I was, I was really impressed at the layout, the material that was shared, and the kind of practical nature of it there are you know there's textbooks and, and books in this field like dust explosions in the process entries by dr ralph Eckhoff, dust explosion dynamics from dr russell ogle your your book and introduction to dust explosions and then there's several that are you know 10 20 30 and, and bigger or longer years that also cover a lot of different practical aspects what was the kind of main goal for for this book kind of keeping in mind that those those texts are already out there
1: well, I I think. Excuse me. I'd first comment that um, you're absolutely right. In fact, on the number of books out there, um, in fact, a lot of the authors of the chapters in in Volume Three of MCPS have, in fact, written uh, written their own book, uh, sometimes by themselves or with co-authors. So I really was aware that you know there are these other books out there, all very good and and uh, really quite excellent in their own regard. But what I had been thinking for a while was that you know dust explosions occur in such a wide range of industries it's not just the sort of traditional chemical process industries that are you know subject to to the dust explosion uh, problem it's just any number of manufacturing industries and uh, agricultural and and so on and it occurred to me though that that really these are process incidents a lot of the remediation measures that i was seeing and uh, from incident reports and um i there were some sawmill explosions in western canada and all very good recommendations coming out but it, it struck me that i wasn't sure that that people were really viewing dust explosions as as process incidents you know where we talk about process safety being the the prevention and mitigation of fires and explosions and toxic releases they seem to be in some some areas almost viewed as occupational type incidents and in that the things we do for to promote occupational health and safety would be effective in preventing and mitigating dust exposures and 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 really i think it's the principles of process safety uh, that we talk about uh, cultural aspects uh, safety management systems uh, all of our technical means for prevention and mitigation that are that are g- going to be effective in, in preventing and mitigating dust explosions. So the whole idea behind the book was to present this notion that, look, these are, they don't always occur in the process industries, but they are process events, process incidents, and it's the principles of process safety that are going to be most effective to, to try and reduce the risk of dust explosions.
0: Yeah, I would agree with with a lot of that. And just kind of terminology wise, so process safety, I think that would be synonymous with kind of what Dr. Trevor Kletz would call technical safety. Would that would that be a fair statement?
1: I, I think more or less. Um I mean sometimes you know people might use the term industrial safety, but you know, process safety is to practitioners in, in the chemical industry, process safety is really about keeping the, the energy and hazardous materials contained within the pipes and within the vessels that you know, we deal in the chemical industry with, with flammable materials, toxic materials, exposable materials, and, and so long as we can keep them contained within their design envelope and, and in their vessels and pipes, we should be okay. It's it's when we have that release of say flammable hydrocarbon or combustible dust that that we have problems. So it's about uh, yeah. People will say process safety is about keeping it in the pipes.
0: Yeah, I like that. And the reason I wanted to highlight that a little further. So so process safety, technical safety, industrial safety. Two points that you mentioned. I just want to reiterate. So the traditional occupational health and safety approaches that you may use for slips, trips, and falls, or you know fall rescue, or enclosed spaces, or you know, proper lifting techniques, those, those generally, you know, don't necessarily apply in this kind of technical safety or in this industrial process safety where things could escalate in a matter of seconds to, you know, very high energy releases. So that's kind of the first point that I, I hear from you. And then the second point is that this has very traditionally been, been used in chemical processing. Um, so refining chemical batch reactors, that sort of stuff, but it, it needs to be also applied in I can't find a good word for this, but I'll say mechanical processing, you know, um, making doors and door jams and, and grain handling and grain transport and all these industries that we hear about on this podcast, really applying process safety management principles through to those industries as well, not just in chemical processing industries. Are those two, two fair points on that?
1: Uh, very much so, Chris. I, I would just add one slight caveat. More so, we kind of protect ourselves here. Uh, maybe a lot of listeners here on the from the OHS world, uh, occupational health and safety is is, and I know you appreciate this, is incredibly important uh, in its own right, and and it has a very well defined purpose. Um, but what we're saying is that these, you know, working at height, absolutely, there are things that uh, you need to be uh, considering. But those things really don't help prevent or mitigate a dust explosion. That, I think that's, that, that's what we're saying.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And those are really important topics, just like you're saying. It's just a matter of if you have a safe track record there, does that mean that you don't have a risk associated with a dust fire or dust explosion? And the answer is generally that they don't, they're not synonymous with each other. They don't correlate. You can still have a dust explosion even if you have a, a very good occupational safety record
1: absolutely i mean there are many instances or examples where a company might have focused on their last time injury rate you know sort of personal injuries and and really been very good at driving that as close to zero as they can get and yet they have a major process incident because these process type events were really not the focus of 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 their safety efforts
0: right so okay coming back to the book then i'm just going to open up and take a look through the chapters i know my the first chapter is on fundamentals of dust explosions. Then there's the the kind of lost history, test methods, hazard identification, risk assessment, safety measures, regulations, and emerging unique scenarios. So, with those in mind, who who's the the main target audience for this type of or for this uh, for this book?
1: Well, I think it's anyone who what I would call as an industrial practitioner, you know, working around combustible powders and dusts. Be it in the chemical process industry or as you say, you know, manufacturing metal doors or, or something in in a different manufacturing industry. Anyone who, who really comes into contact with a combustible powder. So, and also to some extent, uh, researchers as well. We do have a chapter at the end, which tries to capture sort of new and emerging areas. So, so that, that's the audience. We, it's, you know, intentionally broad based. And as you went through the chapters, um, and if you look at the table of contents in the book, you you can kind of see that what we're trying to do is people are familiar with the risk management process, you know, of identifying hazards and then looking at consequences or consequence severity and and likelihood of occurrence and prevention measures and mitigation measures and relevant standards, which is really core and central to to, uh, effective process safety efforts, that's the way we tried to structure the book. Um, and I really want to give a, a credit here, if I could, Chris, to another colleague, and you know very well, Martin Cloutier. Martin uh, was, was not one of the editors, but was a co-author on the first chapter. And Martin and I sat down and, and uh, coordinated with Faisal to try and sort of lay out a, a reasonable flow in the table of contents that we could start for some, from some, some basic fundamentals and then move into... This sort of risk management process of identifying hazards, looking at risk and so on. From all the books that are out there, my sense was that this sort of global look was, was, would be valuable. Others had touched on it and addressed different aspects, but I tried to, you know, we tried to find authors who really were experts in these particular areas and then go on from there.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, I've I've read not every book on dust explosion, but <laughs> probably pretty close over my my <laughs> kind of decade.
1: And I'm sure you have.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you read everyone as well. <laughs> Tried to. <laughs> Back in I would say 2013 or 14, I was filling out an application for something, and I asked for a a, a reference letter, and Paul wrote on it that uh, Chris is a student of the literature. <laughs> <laughs> Reading and synthesizing was my my strong suit for my my PhD, and I don't know if that came through to creating this podcast and does safety science or not. Um, I'm thinking maybe there's a little bit of overlap there.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's a great point. I mean, there, there there's a lot of very good information out there in the literature. I'm not sure that, you know, I'll speak for myself. I, I, I can't always get to it all, but I think the last thing that I want to do is sort of reinvent the wheel when there's already very good material out there. So so again, looking at the book, and if you look at the people who wrote the different chapters, yes, we we did go after people who – you know, we thought, yes, for example, Walt Frank, when, uh, Walt Frank really knows, uh, DHAs, dust hazard analysis. We'd like Walt to write the chapter on hazard ed- identification. And if you know the world of dust explosions, uh, you say, well, who, who better to write a chapter on the fundamentals of dust explosions than Ralph Eckhoff, um, who, who has written, what I think I and, and and many people would consider to be the gold standard when it comes to dust explosion books. So we we did uh, we did try to find yourself, Chris, and the work you're doing with searching the literature and developing a database of incidents. And you were a natural for for the chapter on uh, trying to really give an idea of the magnitude of the problem.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree wholeheartedly. And you kind of mentioned some of those authors have written. Their own textbook. So if you want the if you want the 300 page version of that topic, they would have their textbook. This gives the kind of condensed to the point. That's more for as you, as you said, an industrial practitioner. And that's what I kind of liked. And even reading through, you know, Walt, Walt Frank's chapter, Dr. Russell Ogil's chapter, and and others, each chapter had really the the best way of looking at hazard identification, the best way of looking at risk assessment, the best way of looking at these things. So I I really enjoyed it through that. I think we we covered. The outline a bit already but are there any other kind of points from you know going through the book that you really wanted the reader to take away as you know what's in there
1: well i i think that if i just go back to i'm not sure this will address that question maybe in a roundabout way when i go back and look at the different chapters and the people who've written them um you, you mentioned ashok dastadar you know ashok runs a top quality uh, uh, testing outfit uh in in the u.s and so you know I think when he speaks about the different test methods that are available and the standards that you follow, I mean, it's 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 a very authoritative voice. Russ Ogle, when I read his book on dust explosion, you know I was struck by his approach to the to the risk side of this. You know we have hazards, combustible powders, what what are the consequences, and what's the likelihood of occurrence of a dust explosion? so he he seemed to be kind of focusing nicely on on risk. I also and then safety measures. You know the chapter by uh, Martin and his colleagues. I, I would I would also point out. You know Bob Zalosh who wrote the chapter on regulation standards and guidelines. Uh, really did uh, yeoman service here. Uh, in my mind, that's not an easy chapter to write. We we wanted to give a global perspective as much we could. So you know we have authors heavily from Canada and the U.S. But but also uh, from Europe, and. When Bob undertook to write that chapter, you know, I said, what we'd really like is a global perspective on on standards and regulations. Uh, Bob's obviously very knowledgeable about NFPA, but then he undertook um, the effort, really Herculean, of, of looking around the world and trying to find, okay, what are some relevant standards on dust explosions? These things change, obviously, standards and regulations over the years, but I think by reading... That chapter, in particular, people will know at least where to go and look for the standards that that would apply um to where they're living and working.
0: yeah, I agreed, and I just opened up to his to Bob's chapter to Robert delos chapter, and yeah, he has you know Europe United States um and they have seconds on Japan, china India, Australia, Brazil, so you know you don't see those in in a textbook very often, so it's hard to find out. Unless you have your own podcast where you can interview the folks from the different countries it's, it's hard to find out what the relevant standards are, and they do change all the time, like you're saying every two to five years generally they will have a you know a new version of these coming out
1: yeah, and uh, you know Bob uh, we don't live in a vacuum. Uh, Bob did what in my mind is a very wise thing. He asked around for colleagues who you know we might know in, in uh, these other areas of the world that he could coordinate with and, and get their input on on the standards and guidelines in, in their geographical region. Uh, yeah, so overall, I, I think that, you know, Faisal and I were were, were very pleased with the, the work that the individual chapter authors did and how it all sort of came together. And um, other people might organize the chapter slightly differently, but again, we sort of took it from a fundamental perspective, and here's the magnitude of the problem, and now here's how let's get into the risk management process identifying hazards assessing risk and then looking at safety managers
0: yeah and i will mention i probably should have said this at the outset but we're going to try to get um a number of these authors on the podcast for their different chapters and just talk through like as i mentioned when i read through a lot of the a lot of unique perspectives were shared and a lot of unique Try to think of the right way to say it but not necessarily systems because the systems are all there but ways of identifying and even flowcharts of this is what you do first, this is what you do second. These are the terms that are important when you're thinking about hazard identification. So yeah, we're going inter- to try to interview a number of those authors on this book um, over the next weeks and months leading up through the podcast just to get a, a deeper insight into those different chapters. The, the book itself, we have on our resources page at dustsafetyscience.com slash resources. Um, or if you go to this, this podcast episode at dustsafetyscience.com slash 53. The show notes will have links to the book there as well. You can uh, you can check it out and and get it there. It's still kind of early days for this this book coming out. I I purchased my copy right away as soon as it became available and, and read through it. Um, but it, and I'm sure others will you know purchase and start reading and start learning from it moving forward. But what are you hoping to see from this sort of collaborative effort on dust explosions? We touched on chemical process safety versus. You know other other aspects of safety, but what are what are some things that you think can come from this?
1: Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, not sure that I have a, a really good answer for that, Chris. Um, you know, is it, anyone who's written a book, uh, you know, whether you, you're the sole author or or it's a collaborative effort and you're editing it, you know that it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> to put it bluntly, I mean, stating the obvious. And and you focus so much on getting the task done and meeting editorial deadlines and so on that as you say the book has just come out and, and the project's just recently completed. I can't honestly say that I've I've taken the time to sort of sit back and you know, ponder where to from here with, with this. Um, I think we'll, we'll wait and see the reaction. I, I can't even say that I've spoken to a lot of the chapter authors, uh, you know, other than yourself and, and Martin and the joke, uh, since the book has come out. So, uh, I think it's, um, I'm hoping that I guess, uh, in the future, what will happen is there'll be more collaboration of this sort, uh, amongst the, the you know people the authors and such um i do find that in general the world of process safety and you know uh, the dust explosion community in particular uh, is very willing to share you know people will share their knowledge and and their stories you know i look at what you're doing with uh, with the data incident database work i mean that's the information that we've got to get out there so i think very general answer Chris Uh, the more sharing um, and communicating amongst ourselves and communicating with the people who need to know in industry about these things and the public the better off uh, we'll all be and uh, take a specific example that I I referenced in in our overview chapter uh, chapter one in the book from your chapter you know you had that screenshot of I think it was a protest at the EU parliament buildings and people were spraying powdered milk into the air, and there were there was a road flare laying on the ground, and there were clouds of of dust in the air and I think anyone who's knowledgeable just looks at that and says, "You know oh my goodness <laughs> that that is really dangerous and yet it's happening, and people are doing it and and I think unfortunately, well, we know that there are also people in industry who are exposed to the combustible dust hazard and and really don't understand the magnitude of the issue and what they're facing." So, I guess it's a matter of sharing and communicating. That's what we've tried to do with the book Chris:
0: Yeah, I would agree, and there is everyone is very willing to share and and the the people in the book certainly and and everyone that's kind of in this field, I think the thing that's that has been missing is the structure to bring those comments together and see where they overlap and see where the gaps are and I think that's that's what in my mind, this book really you know, helps to do is we brought all these different experts in their own specific areas together. We see kind of how all the pieces fit together. So that kind of structural part of, of how these concepts fit together, how do we frame them in a way that's useful for the industrial practitioner is a, is a really important aspect. And as you said, awareness is, is always important. If you will put the video to the, the milk powder protest at dustsafetyscience.com slash 53, or you can just Google milk powder protest in Brussels it's it's very scary. There's, there's optically dense, thick clouds of milk powder being sprayed over crowds of, you know, dozens of people. Um, and we, we know because it's happened, it didn't ignite in that case. But there has been other cases where you have large mass injury incidents in the public from this kind of thing. And, you know, there's firefighters there, there's, there's police there, there's government officials there. And nobody has the awareness to be able to say, hey, this is, this is fuel we're spraying over the crowd. So it's, it's just an indication that you know that there's more awareness needed. So hopefully that helps. Um, projects like this help that as well. Beyond that, I, I just want to say I, I really appreciate you putting the effort. I know it's a multi-year process to put a book like this together. Um, I appreciate being involved in it, and I know the editor's job, both you and, and, and Faisal, is is a hard one to to round people up to make sure they have the material to organize and and you know proof and all that. So I, I just want to, yeah, sincerely thank you for that. And also, we'll probably get you back on the podcast to talk a little more about the the research field of dust explosions. I covered a bit on this podcast, but I spent you know almost a, almost a decade or, or six or seven years only on the research side before moving to industrial aspects. And there's a lot there that I think we can pull out and and will be of value to the community as well. So I just want to say thank you, you know, again for coming on the podcast. Thank you for putting this book together. And I look forward to the chance to get you on the podcast again in the future.
1: Uh, I'll be there, Chris. Just just ask. Um, I'm very happy to support what you're doing. And uh, I do thank you very much for the opportunity to participate today. And uh, I also want to take this opportunity to thank you, um, along with Jeff Snowys, for your uh, very significant contribution to the book. If I could just mention one final thought. You mentioned the research community. Um, the last chapter in the book uh, by Linda DiBenedetto um, and her colleagues it you know, talks about emerging unique scenarios. So uh, unfortunately, you know, if, if, if we think that the dust explosion problem has been solved, it hasn't been. Uh, there are always new materials and new applications coming out where we need to be ever vigilant. So I, I do think that that chapter in particular, and, and maybe some of the other chapters uh, hold some ideas for people who are doing research uh, on dust explosions. So thanks again, Chris. It's, it's been very enjoyable.
0: Thanks, Paul. you enjoy the rest of your day. Yep, you too. So, you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney, and Dr. Paul Amiot. We've been talking about a new industry guidebook, a new textbook in the field of dust explosions under the Methods in Chemical Process Safety series, and that's volume three on dust explosions. So, we talked about how the the book was put together in terms of the collaboration between Dr. Amiot and Dr. Faisal Khan. We talked about why this book, why this audience, why this time. We talked about chemical process safety, process safety in general, and how it's a different kind of thing than just occupational safety. They're both important, but they need to be looked at in different ways. We talked about chemical process safety versus other industries like manufacturing where maybe the same approaches aren't used, but a lot of them are still very, really, really valid and important to consider. So we talked through you know, why why this book and why this time. And then we talked through what's actually included. As I mentioned, you can find this book at com slash 53. We talked about a lot of the kind of unique and emerging scenarios to do with the research field. And we'll be covering a lot of this in our upcoming conference, the Digital Dust Safety Conference, which uh, again, you can go to dustsafetyscience.com slash DDSC to register for that. And the last podcast, episode 52, we covered um, that that whole event and what's coming up there. So if you're if you're interested in getting more information on dust explosion safety from industry practitioners, you know, I think that many of the folks that wrote some of these book chapters will be involved in the, the training sessions there. And then we're going to bring a lot of the research community together for that as well so as always I want to say thank you for listening to the dust safety science podcast I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead I really appreciate everything that you're doing in industries handling combustible dust around the world and in the different fields that you're working in